War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. Well, good morning. On this Monday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Folks, what a delightful Monday as we start off the week. Stop in, see our friends, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything available, annuals, perennials, trees, shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch, moss baskets, hanging impatience, pansies, marigold bags, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants, herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulch are available, pickup and delivery, mulch, dark, piney, black, and hemlock, crushed stone, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They're a full-scale nursery, everything you need to make your home a showstopper. Gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. They're open seven days a week. Family-run business. Folks, the quality is fantastic. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, it is Monday. And, folks, I want to just comment how um, it's just amazing right now that no wonder the Democrats are the Democrat Party. Are, they're doing everything in their power to try to focus on everything other than the economy, inflation, uh, you know, whether it's in the grocery store. How much are you spending on groceries and how much have prices jumped? This Biden administration is just a complete sheer disaster. They have no plan at all. They have no domestic plan. Ramundo was part of this, right, as part of the even the whole business regarding the baby formula supply chain. Now, over the course of the weekend, there was the terrible shooting in Buffalo. That's the type of thing that they want to gravitate towards. That's the thing. That type of incident is what the Democrat Party now wants to focus on. And they want to focus on that, and they want to focus on Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. And you know why? Because they don't want to focus on what's really going on. They don't want to talk about how high you know groceries are how bad inflation is you still have you know you still have um businesses that can't find workers and and more and more that it you have people that still just don't want to work let's let's call it what it is that's what it is they don't want to work and therefore uh they're going to continue uh to to push the progressives and the democrat party to try to just get them more freebies what happened in buffalo the, the something needs to be done there were definitely red flags with that uh individual that did that and that person you know it's late now that they should get the death penalty you're not going to get justice but something needs to be enacted there were red flags there uh this didn't happen overnight this was someone in some ways was like a ticking time bomb and for those that were paying attention there certainly were clues that something like this was going to happen. I don't know what the answer is. Here's what we do know. Homeland Security, the Biden administration, stop focusing on parents uh, speaking out at, at school committee meetings and calling them domestic terrorists and focus on true domestic terrorists. It makes it tough because the guy in Buffalo was acting as a lone wolf. But there's always red flags. And it's very obvious that you know, and then he drove hours. So even if his local police department was watching him, someone drives three hours to commit that type of atrocity. There, there were people that had some clues along the way, whether it was, you know, his his high school, because he's still young. There were people that saw things. There's something missing. And I'm going to say it comes under Homeland Security 
that needs to be activated. And I, I don't, I, you know, it was after 9-11 that we formed Homeland Security and realized, okay, this isn't working, right, between the FBI and state police and just local police that the, the, the terrorists, the hijackers were able to manipulate around that and thus became Homeland Security. But look who the Biden administration has been focusing on. People that protest wearing a Trump hat or parents showing up to criticize the school at school committee meetings. That's who they've been focused on when they were obviously very dangerous individuals out there. So something has to change that if someone feels there's someone who's dangerous, certainly has seems to have the ability to commit violence, um, that that somehow this agency can be contacted to continue down this road makes no sense at all because this is not working and you know you had this situation and it's it's may right now and then if something isn't done there'll there'll be another one this summer and there'll be some one in the fall but i think there's just holes that people don't know who to contact and it's clearly not working there's too many different layers between you know if something like that in rhode island do you call your local police department are they equipped would they know what to do about it would it slip through the cracks what do you do call state police state police probably kick it back to local do you call the fbi do you, do you have any idea what it's like when you call the fbi most time people they don't even know what to do with that that type of information or the fbi would say you know they want concrete evidence that this person's capable of doing what you're maybe alleging what happened in buffalo it, it it can't happen again but but law enforcement has to pivot because this makes no sense at all there were it, it, it there were plenty of red flags with this evil dirtbag that led him to that path on saturday but the problem was they just simply to me there weren't enough people that were paying attention to it or there's not enough people that know that there's something that could be done about it. Folks, this portion of the program on this Monday, hey, it's grilling season. Memorial Day's coming up. Stop in. How's your grill? I love grilling out. I grilled out over the weekend. You know, as brand new, beautiful grills that look great at your home is JJS, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. They've been in business since 1963. You deal directly with the owner now. They're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. You make an appointment on a Saturday, Sunday, and they have all tremendous appliances, right? For your home, maybe you're thinking new refrigerator, new dishwasher, washing machine. Remember, they'll match or beat any package deal. What a difference it makes in your home when you have some brand new appliances. Jay's, J-apostrophe-S, Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them on Facebook and then the online at jsappliance.com. But it's grill season. Stop off and see them. Jay's Broadway Appliance. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. To The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. On the left-hand side, you just click Listen Live. And then also, if you ever miss any segments, a lot of people go back and write on the dashboard under Radio Show. Everything is in library fashion, so you never have to miss anything. And one of our more uh, more popular segments that we do, without question, is this one. And it's Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I'd like to start off. I was unaware that this partnership had developed. But uh, it's interesting. So Channel 12, who certainly has dedicated a lot of time and resources uh, to be, so you know, the election leader. They do the debates. Um, a lot of people don't realize Ted Nisi has such a, a unique position there that they allow him. He's not out on the street covering fires or traffic accidents. They have him dedicated to just things online and really deeping in, uh, diving into things. Same thing with Eli Sherman. And then, of course, they do the debates with uh, Ted Nisi and, and Tim White. But uh, they're going to release a poll starting tomorrow night. They've partnered with Roger Williams. And this should be um, the first peek at the gubernatorial primary. Um, and, and, and all eyes will be on the Democrat side. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on what you think we're going to see tomorrow night when the poll is revealed. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think we're going to probably not be too surprised. I mean, Governor McKee is not popular. I think we're going to have a, a lot of people who don't know anything about the candidates. Um, so you'll probably see McKee get roughly what he did in the, the recent morning consult poll. Uh, and the rest will just filter down by name recognition, most likely. I mean, as as we've discussed before, only Ashley Kalis, a Republican, is on the on television and the others are are not that active to get a headline. So it'll be interesting to see. It's almost uh, almost as if the whole the whole idea of campaigning is moving away from from polls and, and actually getting votes and more toward just, you know, getting Good your point. base out there but uh yeah. so i i i don't know we might be surprised we might not uh but it's it'll be good to see something i mean it's the people who haven't been paying attention for a long time uh, might not realize how how strange it kind of is that so few people are so few organizations are, are doing this kind of thing i mean you used to have centers at brown would do it the news yeah. organizations would do these kind of things and i think that's where WPRI, as you mentioned, has had some some real success in the past decade. I think they identified early on, uh, largely with Ted Nisi being their online news person. And that evolved partly probably because of his own interests in politics and, and the nuts yep. and bolts of that. Uh, and so they, they're really filling in this gap of providing, you know, kind of real substantive news in a way that used to just people took it for granted. But um, the market evaporated and they're, they're they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to be the one organization that actually still does it. I agree. And that's a good point. Uh, I think, you know, at one point you go way back. Uh, I think channel 10 was the first one they used to partner with. Well, Daryl West was a big player around here at Brown and with the Taubman center. And, um, and then he exited and, and went to a think tank in DC. So that it's too bad. Brown university used to release a poll. And again, it wasn't, you know, people would always criticize, but for what it was worth, at least it was something. I always thought it was some kind, pretty close snapshot, but just looking at the race. So what we want to really see with this poll is in what order to me that the Democrats fall down. So it'll be, you know, Governor McKee. And then I, I believe he will still be, I think, still seen as the front runner race. I'm not sure about percentages because I agree with you, Justin. I think they could still be, a, you know, at least 20, 25%, maybe undecided or somewhere in that ballpark. So now you're talking about five people splitting, say 80%. Um, I, I think McKee would be in the front of the poll, maybe somewhere around 25, 26, 24, right around there. And then go a second. But I think it's also going to be interesting where Helena folks, you know, is she below 10 percent? Is she in the teens? And then, you know, Matt Brown with his co-op collaborative is is he another one? Is he at five or six percent or is this someone that we're going to see, you know, is Matt Brown going to come in closer to like 16 or 17 percent? Here's a good point. I mean, one one there is opportunity for surprise and that'll change the game quite a bit with so few polls out there. Um, I mean, Gorbea has claimed in po her internal polling, I think pretty close to McKee, but if she's not, that's telling. And it, this, these sorts of polls can start to have an effect where Helena folks gets a bad poll and suddenly some donors start drying up and she decides, you know what, I'm pulling out and people start doing calculations where they say, okay, Matt, if you and I, work together i'll pull out or you pull out and we, we work together and then we'll we'll have enough votes to be the second you know count as the second those are the sorts of calculations you get when there's publicly released data like this so that that's what'll will be worth looking for is the any surprises i do agree i think by default this is the power of incumbency mckee will probably be in the lead and if he's not then that's that's a ground shaking kind of a, yeah. a discovery i think this is also it serves you know, the campaigns. And again, folks, our segment is politics this week, but this is Justin Katz, managing editor at It also serves for the campaigns are all polling internally, um, at least the big ones. You know, McKee, Gorbea, folks, I don't know about uh, if, if Matt Brown is, but um, but those three definitely are. And it, I, it, this also serves where they can see how their internal polling matches up against Roger Williams. I think you, you will see action after this simply because, you know, they've with no public polling, they've all kind of it's like a team playing and this, the, the scoreboard isn't turned on. So everyone can claim that they're doing well, they're in the lead and then boom, a poll comes out and 
you're right. It does. It kind of shakes the donor base. It shakes the supporters where, you know, the candidate starts to feel they've been telling everyone we're doing great. We're gaining momentum. And then a poll comes out and you do one of two things. You they either send it out to all your supporters or you send out an email saying that it's not accurate uh, if it's if it's, you know, you're reflected poorly in it. So I also uh, you, you do have the unknown here, Justin Katz, which is. Um, Seth, Seth Magazine are pulling out of that governor's race and e- exactly, you know, the people that were going to support him, where had they splintered into? So I'm sure that, you know, those that fear pretty well will be touting it. Those who don't will then be downplaying it. Um, I, I don't know quite candidly that if they're going to release it, they're polling the the CD2 race, um, the, the, the Langevin seat. So there's this, that the woman, one of the people in that race, that Siren Morgenthau, she's also up on TV, which I'm, I'm a little surprised because you, you know, half the state is not vote, you know, can't see you. So uh, when you're spending that kind of money, so people, Providence, North, uh, Lincoln, Cumberland, what's you know, all of Warren, Boroughville, Middletown, Newport, none of them are CD2, and yet you're paying to reach that. Um, I have my own theory that I think it's interesting that her and Ashley Kalis, the two outsiders, but do have means that they're the only two up on television because that's going to lead to what we're going to talk about with voting. But um, any thoughts on that CD2 race? I I mean, I know this woman's making noise, but I, I just don't see an outcome with Seth Magaziner and it's Bob Lancey is basically running like an invisible campaign. He's he's so far he's nowhere. He's not even responding to press. Um, he seems to be doing some events in Massachusetts. So uh, un- unless something very dramatic happens, it, it still just seems like it's you know we already kind of know the inevitable, which is going to be its magazine or against Funk. It seems like it. What struck me about Morgenthau's uh, ad, particularly in contrast with the ones Ashley Kalis has put out, um, it, it's really just, hey, I'm an establishment Democrat and I, I like abortion. I mean, it's, it's pictures of her and Obama, and Biden. Yep. It's it says she's worked for them, but doesn't even, unless I missed it and it was very quick, it doesn't say what she did for them. So you have no idea. The entire message is, I am the establishment Democrat. And I think that's probably what they're targeting to try to overcome Seth Magaziner as kind of the default establishment Democrat in the race, uh, which who knows, in that audience, I don't, I don't know how that breaks down if they're watching TV. You know, that'd be interesting if, if WPRI or somebody else would start polling that kind of thing in the cross tabs and tell you, where do you get your news from? Uh, that that would be really interesting to see if if say Morgenthau got twenty percent of the vote among the general public, but thirty percent among those who get their t- their news from TV. I mean, that would, that would be an interesting cross tab to see. Good point. But it, but I, I kind of you know it's it's just substance free. I'm 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 a Democrat. Vote for me. I mean, that's basically what her ad is. And like I say, she's probably just targeting that that core base of of magazine voters to kind of edge into his his presumed lead. Yeah, he did. I mean, say what. People can say what they want about magazine. He's won two, you know, just statewide general elections, 14 and 18. And then um, and that's no one in that race has done that. That's no easy feat. Granted, it was statewide, but this is just half of the state. He doesn't live in the district in, in CD2. I see a lot of the talk of him maybe moving into the district to seemingly die down. And that certainly doesn't seem like that's happening um, unless then he, he would have win. But just with the amount of money he's sitting on. I think it's also interesting that he's he's not up on uh, on television, but we're going to talk about that. Folks, uh, much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 401- 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, 
heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorIsaac.com. Well, Justin, um, Channel 12, Target 12, they got some information about this rep in Pawtucket, Carlos Tubin. And, um, boy, they, talk about where this smoke, this fire. They unearth, they unearth just, it's just so much on this guy of burning people. Uh, he also seems to prey on, you know, illegals, but... He immediately, boom, as soon as after it aired, he got stripped of his committee. People are going after him left and right. Uh, I'm just curious your thought on uh, – I, I call that – I mean that was just a complete Channel 12 takedown of this Pawtucket rep. Yeah, well, it seems like there's a lot there, and they, they did the work to dig into it, that's for sure, yep. um, and contact a lot of people, and uh, it's, it's good to see that there's still some of that kind of journalism going on. It's expensive to do, and it's not clear the market is huge for it, especially in an insider kind of – community like Rhode Island. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's, what strikes me most of all is his complete lack of qualifications to be a legislator and let alone a legislator on the finance committee. You know, that's uh, it, it just shows you how how politics uh, is not I, it's not what people believe. And it's almost that seems to be a theme of of his what he was doing i mean i you know even even taking him at his word that he's just an entrepreneurial type who's always strict scrounging and trying to make things work and sometimes you fail and miss and you have debts and you try to get out of them even taking him at his word it looks like you know he kind of leveraged especially among immigrant communities hey i'm a state rep and people are oh how bad could he be he's a he's a state representative that means nothing it means you got a handful of votes to, to you know a very small number of votes in a lot of these districts to to win a seat in a, the general assembly and they it's really an interesting civic problem. There's no checks on that. There's nobody. I mean, we, we have an ethics commission, which is usually pretty useless. We have all kinds of campaign finance reports, which is usually just a disincentive for people to get involved. And there's nobody really checking. Like, what are your actual qualifications? What are you, there's, there's no, I mean, in TV interviews, you think you'd get some of that, but there's none of it. It's, it's just all pure politics and it doesn't seem to matter anymore whether people are, are qualified for the jobs they get and it opens a door for people like this to to come in and, and use that as a point of leverage so you know i don't uh, it doesn't look like he did anything you know overtly illegal but you know maybe maybe just state rep is not the job for you and maybe we need we need new new ways to to evaluate the people who are running what strikes me though is the, the member of the powerful house finance committee which it makes me laugh because i've never gotten the impression that any of them actually have any power it's they're just told what to do they sit there and maybe they offer some input it's really just a political leverage game and maybe we'd have a better we'd have better candidates if they actually had to perform and you could evaluate them on their performance rather than how well they went along with what they were told to do by leadership that's a good point and <clears throat> I mean, speaking of the House Finance, when Bill Murphy was speaker, Joel Nita was on House Finance, even though he had uh, filed for bankruptcy, I think it was seven times. It was six or seven times that he had filed for bankruptcy. You know, there's another part in that story, though, Justin Katz, that they mentioned how he was in court and another rep who's an attorney was representing him. And then the fine was five hundred dollars. He didn't have any money on him. So the other rep paid. And he said, how can I pay you back? He said, I just take me out to dinner, you know. What, what was not highlighted enough to me is that illustrates what what Tobin or Tubin, what he doesn't even understand. And I don't think it drew enough attention was what he now owes him is his vote. That that is how that game is played up there many times where they you know, the the the, the rep that's jammed up and in trouble. He still has a vote up there and another rep who's you know more senior and a little more seasoned and maybe even. You could say conniving. He recognizes, you know, this is a vote next to me. So the business of how can I pay you back? I'll oh, just take me to dinner sometime. The next time there's a vote that the first rep needs, that he needs somebody else on board. Who do you think he's going to call upon? Once you do that, see, I, I'm glad I noticed they immediately said, hey, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be going on. Where one representative is representing another one in court. But you wonder how much, how many times, how much does that go on? How many times do... Does someone say, oh, no, I'll, I'll cover it for you? 
Well, you, you know, it. it's actually built right into our whole political system. Yes. I mean, you get the you get the the leadership packs yeah. and this pack and the other pack, and whether you give them the you know campaign donations, and then it's the same thing with the the legislative grants, where if you're not in the good favors of the uh, yep. leadership, you don't get the money. Then to just go back and buy votes, it's very similar. I mean, it's not quite as overt as I'm going to pay your your debt here with 500 cash out of my wallet, but but you know, that's that's really the how it it functions up there, which is is a really just a shame and not at all how it ought to be working but this is it's one it was it was not only the other rep it's one of the uh, one of the legislative lawyers uh worked with him outside of you know as a private attorney uh, and that i mean it just shows you how how in- isolated and well insulated and, and small this this group of people is many of them lawyers just interacting with each other in the state house and obviously they do business and form relationships and build up their own little their own little thing going and that that really shows in how the state runs yeah and just one final note on this Pawtucket rep is you know you're exactly right what are the, what are the qualifications to me it also highlighted there's there's a number of individuals that have kind of grandiose they want to be a player they want to be a business person they want to you know buy this buy that and the the element of being the rep is their foundation of how they're going to do that right it has nothing really like to do about serving the community of legislation the cornerstone of how they're going to achieve those those ends it begins and ends with first you're an elected rep and then you get the, you know you meet the right people and then you're connected then you can kind of toss that around. And then if anyone comes after, you can always use that as leverage to threaten them. So I think that's also indicative of some of the problems that they face up there. Folks, again, our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, Incorising.com. And Justin, um, Matt Brown, who is uh, certainly you know good around, he was Secretary of State. He had that ill-fated run against Senator Sheldon Whitehouse in 06. He did challenge and run against Governor Raimondo in a primary 2018, he basically started the co-op collaborative. He appeared on channel 12. Um, there was some interesting moments throughout. I'm just curious, some of your thoughts on Matt Brown's appearance on newsmakers with, with uh, Tim White and Ted Nisi. Uh, you know, I, he struck me as just a, a very unimpressive, typical progressive uh, sales pitch kind of shyster. I mean, just, you know, we're going to give, we're going to pay off special interests. We're going to, we're going to make rich people pay for everything. At one point, Ted Nisi pushed back on, you know, Matt Brown was talking about making the Superman building affordable housing. And he talks as if government can just do these things. And Ted Nisi asked actually, well, what are, what are the mechanics of that? Oh, we're going to do all of it. We're going to do all of it. We're just going to make it happen. I mean, it's just a scam. Uh, And it's, it's disappointing that it, it gets so far. Uh, that you know, people, he's actually you know taken with some credibility, but that that's really to me all all it is. And he's not in, he's not inspiring anyway. He's just it's just you know he can recite the words, and he's he's apparently got some money behind him, and that 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 sums him up pretty much to me. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know that's good, and also it, it showed me that he's just to me normally not in that situation where there where there's anyone pushing back because at the the slightest pushback. And I thought, you know, the two of them did did a good job. I the slightest pushback, he, as you just pointed, he doesn't have answers for this. Um, you wonder about the group. You wonder about almost like he recruits people that he makes sure to me that he's always the smartest one in the room. And you throw out buzzwords and you throw out things like, you know, it's government responsibility and and uh, and housing is a human right and and all this other stuff and. I, I also find it interesting when they call him on, like, what corruption are you talking about? That, like, that that's a pretty strong charge to throw out that, you know, they, they seem to struggle with that. Ashley Kalis was struggling with that on a 10 News conference. I, I'm just amazed by it because there's countless examples you can <laughs> use for it. But the people that when they actually then throw out the words, they they struggle to come up with things. So, but to me, I agree with you. It's it's as if we're just going to parrot what Bernie Sanders, AOC, and the squad say. And it doesn't matter that so much of it seems unrealistic and that you can't, it's unexecutable, be very difficult to implement a lot of these things. It's, um, 
you know, no one would accuse them of ever being like overly prepared for a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's kind of surprising. I mean, there's you could go in multiple directions on a corruption question, right? You could either you could list specific instances, right? Uh, Gordon Fox, for example, the one comes to mind. You can list specific instances, or you could make it a the whole system is corrupt and it's built that way and give an explanation. But they've gotten on. It's just a, as you said, a talking point. In fact, there was one point where Tim White was saying, "Well, right, you want to cap rents." rent increases but what about you know property taxes keep going up what are landlords supposed to do and he said oh well we got to keep the the values keep going up and that's driving taxes up and i mean there's there's a degree to which that's true but the way he answered it's not clear to me he even understands how property taxes work i mean how they're how they're determined and how they're how they're distributed across the the valuation of the, the municipality's property and it, just that kind of stuff you know at this point he's been running for, I don't know, if, even if you only count when he jumped in with Raimondo, it's half a decade, right? I mean, just yes. you, you, at this, and as far as I can tell, he doesn't really have another job. So at this point, you, you really need, it, there's just no excuse for not having uh, good, good answers to all these questions. And I guess we should count our blessings because he might actually, if he, if he had any command of his subject matter and was at all persuasive, he might actually have a chance of making some change. So now we can only hope that they don't buy enough votes uh, with their propaganda to, to, to get them over the finish line, because if they succeeded in, in replacing the whole government, which is his goal, not just the governorship, then we'll, we'll have some real troubles. But what struck me also is the, the the degree to which Rhode Island is very much along the lines of what a Matt Brown would want if he were in any other state that were a little bit more centrist or conservative even. Uh, and there's just no blame. And the answer is always more, more of the same, more of the same. It'll, it'll work this time. That's, that's, that's another thing. It's just talking points. Folks, uh, another quick break, much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can to link directly to them, and gift certificates are available, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, I want to just touch on uh, last week there was another housing protest. All the people uh, flooding into the state house, protesting Governor McKee, <clears throat> and the reason is now these are the homeless that are protesting that basically now that winter is over, a lot of the emergency uh, shelter arrangement that the state has done, it, it starts to expire. So now it's springtime and a lot of the people being told, OK, you know, the cold weather is going, you can't stay here anymore. So they're up there again demanding, you know, that something be done. I, I think that the media doesn't flesh out enough is the, the real goal of these individuals that are protesting and a lot of it are the the people from the co-op collaborative what people don't seem to understand is what they're to me actually demanding is they want these people to be given free housing period this is not a matter of like homeless off the street this isn't a matter they they want it's their belief they use it under the guise of homeless but what they're really talking about is 
Forget about someone holding down employment. Forget about them paying rent. They're basically like, if you don't do this, these people are going to be out on the street. But there's, there's never a time limit here. It's not, you know, someone was forced out because something that happened. They need some time to kind of get themselves together to make arrangements to find permanent housing. To me, that's the, the real story. But I don't think it's being fleshed out enough by the media because they just keep talking about, you know, now there's homeless crisis just because the winter's over doesn't mean it's over. But if, if there are people that don't want to pay rent and, and are demanding that the state, in this case, find them a place to live, that then that's really what the protest is, is they're demanding free housing for certain, you know, members of society. Right. Well, I mean, those members of society are valuable to a certain special interests. And yes, so they, they wheel them out. I mean, you see, it's more nationally, but when there's a Republican in the White House, you know, homelessness is suddenly an issue. This was big in the 80s, right? Homelessness everywhere. Homelessness. You get a Democrat in the White House, suddenly the homelessness goes away. I mean, it's like yeah. it's a mistake thing. And I think there's something very similar here. You've got a very, a very powerful mix here where you've got these people with really heart heartrending stories who can get up there and they'll cry because they're going through a lot of pain and somebody tells them, hey, this is a way you can help find a solution. Go protest this thing. And that they're backed by a bunch of uh, very well-funded nonprofits and other special interests. They get their money from progressive billionaires, from from the federal government. One of the biggest things Obama did was, and the, all these stimuluses we get when the Democrats are in power, a lot of that flows directly to these activist groups. And so they've got a lot of money behind them and they wheel them out. And then you've got the news media because these, these special interests, the nonprofits with all this money are able to create a ready-made or packaged story that the, that the news folks like both for ideological reasons and because it's easy and, and heartwarming and heartrending. And so that goes right to the news. And as you say, they don't, they don't dig into it. I mean, it, there, there are solutions to these kind of problems. I mean, you'll, you'll never solve poverty. I mean, even, even Jesus told us the poor will always be with you, but uh, you'll never solve it completely, but there are solutions to these problems. They just aren't interested in them. You know, you, you can have that, that sequence of, of, aid that try to get people off on their feet right but it's got to be a considered uh considered pathway one of the things that always strikes me when when we see these sorts of things uh, that one of the quotes is you know we can't be california we can't have people living on the street well fair enough but then maybe we need to look at the causes like maybe we need a stronger economy with jobs and where people are actually have incentive to work and maybe we need to stop doing things that attract people who will um who will need support who need financial support and instead attract people who will produce and, and make the, move the state forward the problem is and it goes back even to the, the to bone stories you, you our whole system is set up so that we're government is it's focused on government so they need people they need clients who need their services and then they need to find other people to pay for it which is either other taxpayers and matt brown will, will make the rich pay for it or the federal government bailing us out which means other states and that's a real it's a real structural problem we have here because this is these are the incentives for the politicians to continue to act this way for the for the activists to continue to act this way and there's just nobody who has enough incentive to make it stop because anybody who identifies what's going on just says you know what this might not be the best place to settle down and they go elsewhere folks again our segment is politics this week uh, with us is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com and justin finally <clears throat> it was um the week before was nelly gobea in the um head of the chairwoman of the board of elections they wrote a, a whatever you want to say both penned together uh, a joined op-ed in the providence journal trying to insist rhode island is this on voting rhode island is that so i was so uh, infuriated by it that i wrote a response to it and then to her credit you know kathy Gregg did some follow-up and was questioning some of the things and especially this bill already passed in the senate but a, a pattern has emerged from those that are connected to it, whether it be that Dawn Hoyer of, from the uh, Dawn Hoyer from Newport State Senator, or uh, you know Kathy Gregg again, to her credit, was going back and forth with a communication person from Gorbea. The moment anyone raises a question about voting, the, their first response is to attack. Their first instinct is to hit back. You know, the, you're just you know this shouldn't be discussed. There's this is fear tactics. You know, they're parroting the big lie. Uh, they're trying to disengage people from voting. I find it very interesting. I also, each time 
these discussions happen. I learn more, for instance, that Rhode Island is an outlier. Massachusetts and Connecticut designate, you know, one person's designated and they limit how many mail ballots someone can collect. Rhode Island, you know, third party doesn't have to be designated and there's no limit to how many. Um, I really highlight that. And I, I'm so glad that I point to that example of that special election in 2017 it was august of 2017 when that one worker collected 230 ballots no matter how much whether it's gorbea or that erickson that retired guy that used to be in the board of elections everything is attack 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 the one thing that they they cannot defend was in a special election one person you know delivered 230 votes for the candidate and and now with the lifting of the the notary which is Kathy Gregg pointed out, that's really the paper trail on this whole thing, why they want it gone. The drop boxes that are now put in all the different communities, it's not about convenience. It's about that eliminates the, the potential charge of mail fraud uh, if, in fact, there's something uh, nefarious done. But uh, each time the, this, this is discussed, I learn more, and there's a pattern to how the other side, how they react. Yeah, no, that Kathy Gregg article you're referencing was, was actually encouraging because, I mean, she did the same yeah. where she said, opponents say, <laughs> rather than name you, right? Um, but the, but you know, it, it seemed to me- no, she didn't name me in one of them. She didn't oh, name she me in one of them, yes. Uh, but it, 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 it's clear that, that the things you were pointing out started to register and she could and she's one of the last reporters in Rhode Island who, who will still dig into that kind of stuff and say well what about this uh, and I mean it's as as you force the issue it becomes clearer and clearer and I, I it really I mean I pay attention to it maybe I'm a little too jaded and so my eyes are a little blurred blur over on some of this stuff but when you think about it register to vote online apply for mail ballot online Sending out people to ballot harvest harvest ballots, you know, no signature, no no witnesses, no notary public. Uh, I mean, at this point, you really, you there's no reason to trust the vote. Right. There's none. Zero. Yes. Absolutely correct. not. It's however, it, it's if they can meet a certain minimal level of plausibility, which is why even Saddam Hussein in Iraq only ever got ninety eight percent of the vote or something like that. I mean. Yeah. They just need some, some plus, you know, eh, whatever. And as you say, the, the drop boxes, I get avoid. That'd be interesting to see them, uh, see legislation that said, okay, we're going to have drop boxes, but mail fraud will apply. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Like, I mean, some kind of, some kind of show they actually are addressing concerns. But not only that, you could, you could walk, even, you could even avoid the cameras, right? You would walk around to all the drop boxes, put a few in each one and just spread them out that way. That just the whole thing reeks so terribly and yet it's it's it takes you know it, it takes people pushing back like you and me and i mean it, we're all the where are all the people who ought to be pushing back on this stuff yes I, I, it drives yes. you know i don't understand makes, that well you know it, it reminds me of when uh during the tea party and you had true the vote and you had people um I, her name is escaping me at the moment she lived at bristol she was running this thing trying to get dead people and duplicates off the voter rolls. And she started being audited every year. I mean, it's, yes. I think that's part of it. I, I wonder if, if part of it is just between that experience of the people who tried to make a difference during a Tea Party era, plus COVID, everybody's just exhausted and, and getting out of here if they can. And But it's, it's I don't, I, I can't understand how how these legislators can, can look at these bills and, and think, yeah, that works unless, you know, it's just like, like Tabone. They just want that. They, they don't want to have to be accountable. They don't want to have to have any qualifications except kissing up to the people above you who can, who can tell the, tell the vote distributors whose name to put on a ballot. And that, I mean, that, that seems to be where we're headed. It's, it's really discouraging, but at least there was the glimmer of, of hope that, that you were able to start to change a conversation with your op-ed. Well, you know what, Justin, um, in as much as like you mentioned that rep in Pawtucket, I never like to tell other media, here's the story you should be doing. If you should do this, focus on that. But if Channel 12 that did, I think, you know, that was great reporting on that rep in Pawtucket. If they would focus that on this issue, I mean, this is a real big issue. The voting, the way it's done, uh, <clears throat> how, you know, it lurks in the shadows. Um, a, a problem that I've uncovered is anyone that brings a voting this, this, by the way, has nothing to do with President Trump, but they immediately, the other side, they then pivot into, oh, this is about, you know, Trump. This is about trying to disenfranchise people. 
This is about the big lie. That is the talking points that they pivot into that anyone that seemingly if you question or do a story about voting that somehow, you know, you're part of the failed effort to try to overturn the election. You wait for them to call you an insurrectionist. But I think one of the best lines, that guy Erickson that used to be with the Board of Elections, he just can't stay out of his way. He's taken, you know, left and right. He's tweeting left and right. But one of, one of their strongest proponents is that if if an illegal, because then Kathy Gregg even pointed out to her credit, there's there's nothing that even says they don't even verify citizenship at the Board of Elections. So therefore, it's completely conceivable that, as I've been telling people that this has been happening, that an illegal could be voting. And then Erickson even admits, number one, they don't check for citizenship. Number two, there are illegals that have driver's licenses. But one of his biggest arguments is no one would sign an affidavit stating I am a citizen of the state and the country because they risk penalty. Justin, if we could just sit back and say mm-hmm. no one's going to do break such and such a crime because there's a penalty, then, then the prisons would be empty. I mean, think of that. There's, there's no mechanism to check it. They feel, oh, no one, like, no one would do that. Well, I always like to point, you know, East Providence right now is racking up Hundred, literally hundreds of thousands in fines because they installed those speed cameras in the school zones. So, so suddenly now there's two hundred thousand dollars in fine in these Providence since the beginning of the year. Are we to believe that last fall there was no one speeding in these school zones in East Providence? Of of course not. But it's just because they didn't have the speed cameras. They had to check if anyone was speeding. Um, it's not like like someone says, "Gee, suddenly all these people are speeding around the school zones." No, they, it's not that they're suddenly speeding. They've probably been speeding all along. You finally now have a mechanism to check it. But think how ridiculous that is. You know, no one would commit murder because you could get life in prison. Well, you know, we saw over the weekend that no matter how much of a penalty you have, and I know that's an extreme example, but they sit back and say, "There's no need for us to check it because no one would risk getting caught." filling something out that could then land themselves in trouble. But, you know, but it's it's a lie anyway. I mean, you it change is. the subject, you change the subject to, say, campaign finance reform, which I which right. I constantly harp on. I know people don't run because they have to fill out the forms and they might trip it up and it's just not worth the hassle. But yep. and everybody will know your business and your investments and all this stuff. I mean, they want all that information because people are going to cheat, right? That people are yes. going to be corrupt and you try to use their position for Well, Why? Why would citizens running for office or, or even taking a volunteer position in local government, in a small town in Rhode Island, why are they? suspect but these these but voters oh nobody would ever cheat on the vote and keep in mind here at this point where we might not even be talking real people we're just talking the ability yes. to generate and so you're exactly. talking the exact same people who would be corrupt who would use use campaign finance to, to be corrupt those are the same people who use these mechanisms to be to get in office by generating votes and then the next level down you're going to have a bunch of people and there's carlos tobon again with you know to kind of taking advantage of people who are new to the country, they might not even know they can't vote. You know, somebody comes along and says, "Hey, you want to vote? Oh, okay, can I? Oh, right. yeah, sure, no problem." Yeah. So it's not even a crime. It's almost as if somebody's telling, "Yeah, I have a hundred in the school zone. That's that's the speed limit. Go ahead." I mean, that's that's there, there's that's so an excellent point. Opportunity, yes. opportunity for for fraud here, and there's so, we have so much incentive for it because it's once you're in office, you you have the credibility, and you can go scam people in your private life, or you just can shuffle money around and get that great insider get on the, tr- the gravy train with the insiders and lifelong employment and think tanks and labor unions and so on but that's the real problem We're, nobody's making that connection <laughs> it's all about individual citizens who might or might not cheat on the vote i mean no individual necessarily is going to do it just to do it because the one vote doesn't matter all that much sure that's a con- it's a conceivable argument, but once you throw in the ballot harvesting and the the ability exactly. to just generate people, the whole yep. game changes. And that, it hopefully, does. Hopefully, Kathy Gregg's response to your op-ed is is starting to wake up some some of the eyes to okay, the the context has changed here. Yes, and Justin, finally, uh, I come back to you know the whole reason we still have the lynchment seat is in the state. They didn't deny it. It was it was either forty thousand or forty four thousand illegals did agree to and they filled they were paid but they filled out the census that kept the Rhode Island population up it allowed them to keep the senate seat the state uh, spent 1.5 million Raimondo was in on this uh 800,000 on the ground and then other mechanisms 
Now, <clears throat> you have the data and information of adults that are living here in Rhode Island that filled out the census. And now you have the ability for someone to register to vote and vote, you know, whole thing with the mail ballot. And there's no me mechanism to check it. I fully believe that someone could use that data of those people from the census. And then suddenly, boom, there's 40,000 new voters. And, uh, you know, you put, and they would have no idea that someone is casting a ballot in their name. None. Who knows if they still live here? Who knows if they still live in that same address? They're just trying to get by living here. Uh, they, they were, you know, they agreed to fill out the census, which the state loved. They were compensated for it. But now I believe they would then use that data and there's nothing to stop. Folks, he is the managing editor at AnchorRising.com. And it's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always. And we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Have a great week. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother's Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website topetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the senadale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence thing to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com